Train Hard Live Strong family. What is going on, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Today, we are bringing you an amazing guest speaker with an amazing episode with some incredible freaking mind-blowing knowledge and just an amazing perspective. You know, it is incredible when someone can go through something, okay, go through a a just an experience that changes their life forever. But not only that, but analyzing the positions and places where they failed, positions and places where they could be they could be doing better, and understanding emotional reaction towards something that causes that emotional reaction, and then changing it, improving it, analyzing yourself. That is one of the most incredible tools and incredible traits that someone can have because that's how you're always going to take a failure and make it into a success. That's how you're always going to take you know, mindset roadblocks and turn them into some sort of improvement. You're always going to take something that could be negative in your life and you're going to flip that sucker and you're going to make it positive as hell and you're going to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve and nothing is going to stop you in your tracks because you're always here to improve for the better. Now, before I even introduce the guest speaker, ladies and gentlemen, if this is the first time you're tuning into the podcast, very first episode, this is going to be the podcast where you're going to learn the ins and outs when it comes down to health and fitness. You want to learn more about training, nutrition, and mindset. You're going to find all that and more here on the Train and Lift Strong podcast. We bring on amazing guest speakers, over 100 and still counting, all to come up on here and share their story, their experiences, their skills, their talents to simply inspire you to believe in yourself. I have always said and always will say that that is a missing key onto why someone does not start their journey today. That's why they don't push through these things that, you know, make you feel bad or make you feel sad. If you want to lose 20 pounds and you've been working, you've been eating right, you've been training and you step on the scale, you haven't even lost a pound yet and it's only been 2 weeks, that's going to put yourself down. You're going to feel unmotivated. You need to believe in yourself and that you're capable of what you want to achieve plus more. And you're going to find all these amazing things here on the podcast. If you've been listening for a while now, every Monday and Thursday, you're tuning in. You're like, dude, this is freaking awesome. I'm learning so much, so much value. Please leave a review. This is the most incredible way you can support this podcast. And it's going to help a lot of people around the world find this podcast just that much faster. And I get to get, I get to see the value that you guys are getting from the show. I love seeing what people are getting from the podcast. I love seeing what you're learning from every episode, what a guest speaker taught you. These are incredible things that I have had the honor of doing, and it's truly one of the most just incredible things and emotions that I feel whenever I read a review and I can just see the value and emotion of what you're gathering from the podcast. That truly just means the world to me. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing guest speaker today. Like I said already, she's incredible on how she can seriously dissect her own mindset, her own actions, why she reacts, how to better improve these incredible things that she needs to do, her steps. She's perfecting her steps. Like, yes, she has a big goal. She has something that she wants to achieve, but there's a lot of small goals you need to achieve, and those things need baby steps. Those things need steps you need to take. She's learning how to perfect those steps to be just as powerful and fierce and driven as she possibly can to achieve that ultimate goal. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show, Nicole Stewart. I came off of that and I was very emotional and I wasn't mentally prepared, to be Uh honest with you, um, because I had executed so well for for myself and I felt like I looked like a pro. I felt like I presented like a pro. I was not emotionally ready to not win. 
Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations, and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Gentlemen, what's up? Welcome back to another amazing episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. Today we have another amazing guest speaker. So without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce Nicole Stewart. What's up, Nicole? Nothing too much. Happy to be here finally. <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, you know, obviously getting guest speakers on the show is like you know everyone's got busy schedules and you're you know you're busy doing this and work and you know stuff with like training and all this stuff. So uh, obviously life gets you know kind of hectic, but uh. But yeah, I'm so happy that you're here. It's, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time because, you know, just who you are and what would I see just by, you know, social media alone is, is cool. And I'm really excited to like, you know, learn more about you, dive into your backstory and all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Super happy to do it with you. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. So Nicole, with, uh, with you being obviously here on the show and, you know, people listening all over the place that might not know who you are, can right. you give like a nice little background story and just kind of like, you know, who you became, who you are today? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll kind of get into specifically like my competing history and how I ended up here. Um, so like as a kid, I was never athletic. I wasn't like overweight or anything like that. That's but, crazy to um, believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never played sports. Um, I was also like very anti-social a little bit. Like I was the okay. bookworm. Like everybody else would be outside playing a recess, and I was literally inside the classroom reading Harry Potter books, like. <laughs> I don't know if the glasses could tip you, tip you off to that, but um, <laughs> yes, I wasn't a fairly super active kid. And what kind of comes along with that, I feel like, is seeing other people that have like physiques or look a certain way or that look athletic and being a little bit jealous and a little bit negative and down on them. So mm, mm. I just remember being like a college student. And of course, you know, you gain a little bit, of, you get a little chubbier, gain right. a little bit of weight the first, first few weeks in college, first few months. And I would see girls wearing like crop tops or things like that. And I'd be like, why is she wearing that? Like, come on, put on some clothes, like just right. kind of being a hater. Uh-huh. And no one wants to hang around with that person. Okay, okay. And I kind of had to, like, self-examine a little bit and be like, all right, like, why are you hating on this gorgeous girl? Okay, it's because you can't pull that off. That's why you're mad. (laughs) So how about you try to do something about it? So that was kind of when I first started to, like, be like, all right, let me try to get into the gym. Let me try to lose a little bit of weight. Let me... Uh give this a shot. Cause I'd never done anything up to that point. I'd never been in a gym. I'd never gone running. I never <laughs> did Jack. Damn. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So that was kind of my start to fitness and then, um, kind of just kicked it off from there. I needed a reason to work out. So I found bodybuilding that way. And oh, okay. I found a girl who was at my school at my college uh-huh. that was doing an NPC show and she was shredded. She was gorgeous. She had six packs. She was blonde. She was like a blonde muscle Barbie. It's like, mm. I want to look like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. reason to not eat cake every day. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how I first started bodybuilding when I was 21. And I did a bikini show. Bikini. Okay. Yes. And 
um, you can kind of tell from my body type, like my shoulders are a little bit broad. Mm -hmm. So even if I wasn't muscular, you know, I'm still kind of like a linebacker compared to your average bikini Just like girl. wider, yeah. A little bit wider, yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't have the upper body muscle to do figure. And I really mm, wanted got it. So bikini seems like, for me at the time, the easy way in. Yeah. Um, but I never quite nailed the diet. Mm -hmm. um, I never had the right coach. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I wasn't super compliant. You know, as we've talked a Got little it. bit, Got about, it. Um, I've always struggled with, with the diet and the mentality side of things. Mm -hmm. So I never did well. Uh, my first competition wasn't anywhere near lean got bottom call outs, uh, kept competing, did about like nine bikini shows before I finally oh, wow. realized maybe this isn't the division for me, um, but I still love this. So let uh -huh. me try what's next. So then I started doing, um, trying to train for figure. Oh, okay. So that's when it was like, all right, now I need to figure out how to lift back and delts. Yeah. And up to this point, I was all kind of self-trained okay. as far as I never had a trainer. I never really knew how to lift heavy. I didn't understand how to click that spot in my head. I was mm. always very afraid of getting injured, mm -hmm. you know, especially with like the bigger compound lifts. Um, yeah. I didn't know how to deadlift. Mm -hmm. Looking back at videos for me four years ago, trying to deadlift. Oh my gosh. It's, it's pretty like, bad. Oh, no, it's, no. Like a, <laughs> it's like a bent over row type thing. That's <laughs> yeah. to a straight leg. Like yeah. it doesn't really make sense. Um, but it's, it's a new I, lift. It's a new lift. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and then I met um, Nelson Jones, who's been my coach for four or five years now. Okay. So we started prepping for figure and um, he really, taught me the minutiae behind training and mm -hmm. he sat down with me and talked a lot about the mentality and the mindset of kind of where you need to go in your head yeah, right important. to be able to push past those boundaries and just mm -hmm. kind of get out of your comfort zone um so i still had a few years where it didn't quite click um i would say it started clicking probably the last two years mm -hmm. of how to really push myself harder and mm -hmm. that's kind of where i'm at now is um i take a lot of pride in how intense I can get in the gym and how much weight I can lift at this point. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm the person that like, whether I'm lean or I'm fat, I'm covered up in sweats and a hoodie, mm -hmm. but you'll see me over there with like my templates deadlifting or whatever it is. Right, right, right. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't look at me unless it's to look at the weights that's over here. That's fine. <laughs> um, but all that being said, until the training clicks, you don't really have enough muscle to be competitive, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so figure I needed to get my back so big to match my legs, which were kind of already naturally a little bit bigger. Oh, okay, okay. It was taking a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't a huge fan of just how big I needed to get my upper body. Um, you know, it. I kind of felt like I was already naturally wider mm -hmm. and I didn't want to grow on top of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually stopped competing. Mm -hmm. I was having a tough time again with um, the eating side of it. Right. Again, I had a binge eating disorder that was like pretty rampant, pretty out of control. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you don't really acknowledge it to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of like doing what you're doing. Um, and I took a lot of time to rehab that and kind of work on my mental state and, okay, what's triggering me? Why am I binge eating? Like mm -hmm. what, how did I get here? Um, and really focusing on my mental health side of things. And once I got my mental correct, everything just kind of clicked and right. then wellness came around. Yes. So yeah. And that, and that's exactly what, you know, I think most girls want, right. Is to have like a nice upper body yeah. that's like kind of cut and then just like 
a tiny waist and huge legs. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> just right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was actually when I started training for wellness was the first time I really started isolating glutes because I never had needed to do that up to that right. point. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Started training more quads, more hamstrings because for figure, my thing was, okay, your back isn't big enough to match your legs. Right. So it was kind of like, we, of course, you never want to stop growing a body part, but it was like, all right, your back's lagging. So we need to focus more on that and like, let your legs just kind of chill a little bit. Yeah. So it was the first time I got to really train legs super hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. No, heck yeah, dude. No, that's so cool. So whenever wellness opened up, like you just felt like, because for, for a lot of girls, right? You know, a lot of girls are naturally, you know, sometimes they have natural just big legs. Like, they're able to just have, you know, nice quads and nice hamstrings, nice glutes. And, yeah. you know, it's hard for them to do a bikini show, you know, right? Because it's, like, naturally they're just big, you know, lower body-wise. Right. So did, did you feel like kind of like this is like a – like, this 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 is my division. Like, I, I know I could I, – I know I could do this. This just fits well with me. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember even back when I was doing bikini um, – I knew about wellness because I lived in Miami at the time when I first started competing. Mm. So a lot of those girls are international and right. were competing from like the international leagues where there already was wellness. Yeah. So it was always kind of in the back of my head, like, man, if that division were here, dude, I would fit in really well there. Right. Right. Come on guys. <laughs> took, took a few extra years, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And now as it turns out, like I've been too small. Uh-huh. Um, bottom wise for for this division which has been kind of cool though too yeah because to, like, like th- th- that's like your dominant spot right yeah yeah to have a goal and to have something to grow into and yeah. you know also the leaner you are kind of the smaller things start to look mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when i'm in off season like my i still have very nice shaped quads mm-hmm. um I would say my body fat sits there very nicely as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, all right, they're big right now. What are they going to look like after a 16 week cut? Right. Right. Um, so that was the interesting thing we saw with this last competition is I have never gotten that lean. So mm-hmm. that was the first time I've ever seen like glute hamstring tie-ins. I've never right. seen that before in my body. Right. Um, That's a beautiful thing I've to look at, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I've never seen a six pack before. I've never Mm. had abs like that. So there are a Mm. lot of things that you hear girls say a lot. Oh, I'm just genetically, I don't have abs. Or genetically, I just don't have a hamstring tie in like that. It's like, Mm. "Mm, no, you probably just didn't diet long enough. Everyone's got one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it sucks and it's hard and it sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's hard. (laughs) Yes. It sucks and it's hard, but. It's once you get there, it's a really cool feeling to be like, okay, the only limiting factor all this time has been myself. Right. Because that's the thing I always had said to myself, oh, it's not because you're not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. It's because you're just not built that way. Right. And that's a cop out. And that's yeah. why you're letting yourself off the hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it is okay to say, you know what? It's just not my priority right now. Mm-hmm. That's totally cool. That's being honest. But yeah, be honest and don't set yourself up for failure. Right. right? Be realistic right. about what's important to you, what your goals are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that person who every year is like, I want to lose 20 pounds. And mm-hmm. then you see them eating a pizza. It's like, right, right. And then they feel bad about it. They're like, oh, God, I didn't lose that weight. It's like, okay, like you could have, but you didn't actually want to, or you right. would have changed your behavior. So stop. Yeah, you don't want to right now. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. So don't make yourself feel bad about it. Just kind of right. accept it's not a priority right now mm-hmm. and move it along. Because mm-hmm. I think we do that a lot to ourselves. It's like we're very negative. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, Absolutely. I'm not going to go drinking this weekend. Then you end up at a bar. Like, and you black okay, out. Okay. Now you've just, uh, yeah, exactly. And now you've just 
kind of doubly shamed yourself a little bit. Yeah. As opposed to if you just said, eh, you know, it's just what I want to do today. Like, right, okay, right. Do you. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happens, it happens so often that then it's like more of like a joke kind of, you know, then, then it's not serious anymore. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, like the highest form of self-love in my opinion is like keeping promises to yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the mornings when I don't want to get up and do cardio or I want to eat a donut or I want to mm-hmm. do these other things, I'm like, okay, but I told myself that I was going to do this today Mm -hmm. and I value myself enough that I need to follow through with that promise. Right. Right. Because if it was like someone in your life who told you, Hey, I'm going to do this for you. And then they Mm -hmm. didn't do it. You'd be upset with them. You'd be Mm -hmm. like, do you not value me? You don't love me enough to, to follow through with your promises or to help me out. Like you said, you were going to, Mm -hmm. but we do that to ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just shifting that mindset of, okay, like, I'm worth it. I deserve these, these good things because yeah. I do think there is a part of self-sabotage that comes in on that too. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, all, it's all there to make you feel. Yeah. 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 Or there is also like, okay, you almost want an excuse for if I don't win or I don't look good. Mm-hmm. It's not because it, it's not my fault. Like, it's just because this, this thing didn't work out. Right. Or, no, like, it's always your fault. Yeah, yeah but like I could have won, but you know, I ate the donuts the other day. If I hadn't yeah. eaten the donuts, I would have beat that girl because right. I am that much better than her. It's like, ah, okay, but you didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're the one making so, the choices. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it all just kind of comes down to you, right? Mm-hmm. And again, like when someone actually wants something, you see it. You yep. know, you see it in everything. You see it like dating. There's all those memes that are out. Like, if a guy really wants you, you'll know it. Right. right. Or right. same with the career, you know uh-huh. the people that are really passionate about their job because they're just always at it and they're always uh-huh. doing it. Uh-huh. Um, same thing with fitness, you know, if if this is your dream and your passion, it's always going to have a priority for you right. and take precedence over those bad decisions. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just not the thing for you. Right. I think it is kind of a, a trendy thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to find your own reason why you're doing it. Yeah. Or else you are going to constantly set yourself up for failure. And I think it'll have the reverse effect and you'll actually mm-hmm. feel worse about yourself. Right. Yeah. Because no, it, when you wake up every single day saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do uh, this, I'm going to do this. And you go to bed every single night being like, I didn't do that. I didn't do nothing on my list. yo. <laughs> I didn't get shit done. No, exactly. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. It makes you feel like crap. And then it pushes your motivation down to even do anything the next day, you know? And like you said, that why is going to keep it so that you have that internal drive that just, you know, kind of keeps going, you know? And it's yeah. just prioritizing the things that you want, especially when it comes down to anything health and fitness related. Cause that stuff is difficult, you know, cause yes. you know, it's, it's just everything that you want to do with your physique and with your health and your body overall, it's going to involve you, you know, being more alert and aware about what you're eating, you know, and sometimes right. that, that affects things that you're doing inside your life. You know, you want to hang out like every Friday night you have, you know, a pizza night with your friends and every Wednesday yeah. night you have, you know, drinks with your friends. It's like, these things are always there. You're going to have to start letting some of these things go maybe, you know, cause depending yeah. on how strong your goal is or what you want to achieve. And that's going to start messing up with like your friendships and start messing up with this. Exactly. And that. I'm not, I'm not saying this to scare people, but these are like the realistic things that go on and conversations you need to have with yourself on like, just yeah. like you said, I you know how important this is, but for sure. One thing I did want to ask you was, cause I get a lot of questions like this, especially from females. Um, and I coach a lot of females, but and this is like a thing that they kind of always ask me too. whenever, cause you said it whenever you like, or you started like trying to get like more you know, intense with what your goals and stuff like that, that you had to learn how to push yourself. And I, I get like, this might be something as small as just 
learning how to push myself in the gym and I go a little bit harder or just add a little bit more weight and just not be scared of injury. But also like you have to push yourself on many different aspects, right? Like mentally, mindset wise, uh, physically, and that physically is also going to mess with your mindset because when you're huffing and puffing and you don't want to do the next one, like you're going to do it anyways because you're learning to push yourself. So whenever you were going through that, that those moments kind of like, how did you kind of get through them? Like, what was it that you were trying to achieve by not forcing yourself to push yourself, but like, understanding the potential you had if you just push yourself a little more yeah definitely um i think at least the training wise Mm -hmm. a big thing like i i still to this day like i train by myself i don't have a training partner i think if you have a training partner that's amazing because then you can push yourself a little bit further because you have that faith and confidence that someone's behind you and they're gonna like make sure you don't fall (laughs) right Um, right but even again my coach nelson um I send him not as much now, but still quite a bit. I send him all my sets. So he gives me feedback on everything I do. And he's, he's the one that if I'm not automatically pushing myself, he'll be like, all right, that was easy. You did 10 reps. You could have done 12. So next week you're going to do 12 or, Hey, that was too easy. You needed to add another 10 pounds. So he was kind of that voice in my head when I first started being like, all right. I I know you're a little bit nervous, but I'm telling you, you can do this. Mm. I'm telling you the form looks good. So for me, it was having someone I really trust and Mm. value to be able to say, no, no, no. I'm looking at your form. Like all this looks good. You need to move up. You need to keep going. Um, because I, at the, at the beginning, and even sometimes now you get a little bit nervous and you do start to second guess yourself and you're like, yeah. well, I don't want to get injured or shit's heavy, um, dude. It's heavy. Yeah, shit's heavy. <laughs> or I don't want to be that girl who's quarter squatting. Who's like, yeah. posting a video, like, look at this massive weight. And everyone's like, okay, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Eagle lifting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think you kind of need someone that you trust yeah. that can be able to tell you, no, 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 keep going or. Mm-hmm. You know, in certain cases, I've had moments where he's been like, look, <laughs> it started out good and then your form died. Yeah. So you need to take the weight off mm-hmm. and we need to start from ground zero. Yeah. So those are actually the moments where I trusted him the most because mm-hmm. I don't always want to hear you're doing great. You're doing great. Sometimes I, wanted, I know I'm not doing great at every single thing, at every lift, every single day, there's always something that's not great. Um, right. so having someone that could honestly tell me, yeah, 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 you're great, but this isn't great. Um, right. Right. And then to just having the ability to know, like my mindset is so important. So mm. for me right now, I really do believe I can get my pro status in this coming year. Yeah. Good. Um, And I think I've built enough muscle, but there is this, this thing in the back of my head, every time I go into the gym, it is like, okay, like, I know this weight is scary to you, but you need to push it a little bit harder today Mm. because you don't want to get second again. Right. You know, you don't, you want to close the door on everybody. That's that powerful self-talk, yo, seriously. Yeah. Well, it it is hard right now. Like when you're in an off season as a competitor, Uh you don't know what's underneath that body fat. You know, right, it is right. very right, 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 right. How much muscle are we adding and how fast are we doing it? So right now, the way I'm kind of staying sane is like, okay, I'm increasing my lifts consistently every single week, even if it's just my five pounds. Mm. Everything I've lifted right now, I have never lifted this heavy. Like these are all new weights for me. Right. And you and, feel you feel good, right? You feel powerful, strong. Yeah. And it yeah. is like, okay, even though I can't see what's going on underneath all this, yeah. <laughs> I've never hit these weights before. So something has to be happening. Something's working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so good. It has to be growing. That's good. That's good. That's good. 
<laughs> yeah. And honestly, too, I, le- I read a lot of like Tim Grover mm. um, to help me keep my mindset on lock. There I don't you know go. if you ever heard of him. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Um, it's funny because last year during my prep, his book Relentless was uh-huh. one that I was like reading religiously. Like every morning during cardio, I was reading Relentless. Mm-hmm. And this year, like winning has been on repeat in my head. There you go. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Good. That, that, that's simply just surrounding yourself, you know, with that, that, uh, empowering kind of like energy, exactly. you know, so you can keep, you know, and, and that's what, um, cause obviously with your coach, you know, you're finding that good support and accountability because obviously they're there to guide you. Okay. And that's that I always tell people you, sh- you need to have some, something, you need to have a coach that knows what they're talking about. And that person Absolutely. to say, cause you're obviously your husband and wife is always going to say, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever is going to be like, yeah, you know, you did good today. You know, you went up and you did yeah. your thing and that's awesome. Like, I'm so proud of you or whatever. And, uh, and that's good. You, you want yeah. that too. Everyone wants to hear some, some good things and their efforts being, you know, seen. And, that, and right, that's awesome. Recognized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, but then you need that hardship, you know, someone to tell you yeah. like, you know, you can, well, you could do a little better or you can, you know, cut a little yeah. bit more, or do a little more cardio or spend a little more time over here or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, you know, important for anyone's journey, but, uh, just simply if you're doing it, even on your own, you don't have a gym buddy, you don't have this and that, you know, and people make up these you know, kind of like what we were saying earlier, you know, like these little small excuses of like, well, I don't have anyone to support me and this and that, you know, and I'm the same as you, you know, I do have like a group of people I do train with, you know, I run boot camps and this and that. Um, but most of the time, whenever I am actually training for the goals that I have, like that's all by myself, you know, I'm doing stuff by myself yeah. there when it comes down to like business and like company and all the other stuff. Like I do that by myself too, you know, no one, yeah. you know, no one lights a fire underneath me or right. whatever. I wake up and I, and I do it. Um, and I think that is a hard thing to to work with if that if you're that kind of person that doesn't really have like a big circle yeah. with people, but you can mm-hmm. still make you know a, a circle as just as empowering by bringing in these confident things because then you're gonna pop up and be like, dude, who the hell is this person? Exactly, like, who's this chick or who's this dude? You know, like they've been you've been literally in a cave grinding yeah. your ass off, dude, to like to to win at something, to be that person that gets that promotion, and then you're gonna be sneaking exactly. up on people because people, and then that's gonna hopefully you know, be like telling those people like, dude, I need to stop sleeping on my goals. And, and, this exactly. and, that. and that's how you can empower other people as well, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's another important point is like, if you kind of look around in the circle of people you're hanging out with and you're like, I don't, I'm not really inspired. Like mm-hmm. I, I like my friends, but I don't know. They're all just, you know, they're not really into this or they mm-hmm. have different goals and we're just not meshing. Like, you can find that same inspiration from again, books. Mm. Like I clearly I'm a bookworm. I've said it before. I'll (laughs) say it forever. Um, But just because you don't have motivational people like directly in your circle, doesn't mean you can't still find and consume that media. Right. Right. You still can't have those people like virtually influencing you. If it's through podcasts, if it is through books, through eBooks, whatever. Um, Again, the people that I really like got into with my last prep it was tim grover it was jocko willick there you it go was, um hardcore dude oh my gosh. yeah the navy seal uh, oh, uh, david goggins david goggins thank yeah. you i was thinking yeah. of his book can't hurt me um, shout out amazing. dude yeah david's awesome yeah yeah so yeah. um those were like i would say my friends at that time it was those four people were my friends and then my coach See? nelson there so you go that was kind of how i was able to to get to that point um because your average person if you're trying to get this crazy goal, they're not going to get it. Mm. You know, I think mm. anyone who has done bodybuilding or followed a meal plan and they're like, no, I have to follow this exactly has had that experience with a friend or family member. It's like, 
well, just have an apple. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't eat that fruit. That's not what I'm supposed to have right now. I, or, yeah. Why can't you just have like a vodka soda? It's no calories. Like, right. because that affects my recovery. And right. like, there's, no, there's reasons why I can't be like that. So exactly. Exactly. You know, sometimes exactly. you kind of do have to isolate a little bit and just mm. kind of be mentally okay with that and recognizing mm. um, it is kind of a balance between isolating yourself when you need it and not losing those people entirely because right. Ultimately, for bodybuilding in particular, you still need to have a life after this. Yeah, yeah. You need an outlet, right? Like something that takes you away from all this stuff sometimes. Yeah, or, you know, end of the day, the show comes, the show goes. Whether you won or you didn't win, now what? It's over, yeah. Exactly, it's over. Like, do you do you have relationships anymore, yeah. like, left? Yeah. Did you sacrifice all your <laughs> relationships? Well, a lot of people, they just no, end true. up yeah. being like breaking yeah. up with their boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. and just like, this is so important, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the day, they're like, oh, wait, there's no one here now. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? And that's, right, right. that's another like hard period, I think, for your average fitness person, right? Mm-hmm. Like they call it the post-show blues mm-hmm. yep. is you have like three to six months where you're so motivated and you're seeing like new definition, new detail. It is easier to follow a diet, right? Mm. When you're seeing all these cool changes every single day. Right, right. Then you do the show. Again, you won or you didn't win. Even if you won, okay, you have a plastic trophy. Mm. Cool. (laughs) Um, Now what? Now what? Now you're dieting for the opposite effect. Uh Like you're dieting to lose those striations. Right. You're dieting to get yourself back to a healthy hormone level. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to also mentally adjust to, okay, I just went from looking the best I've ever looked. And now I need to get to like a normal, healthy weight or a normal healthy body fat level so that mm-hmm. I can either grow muscle or even just enjoy my life again. Right. Um, and that I think takes even more mental fortitude than dieting to get lean. Because oh, again, you're not seeing the cool physical changes. Now you're like, I'm getting worse. <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 Yeah. But so much sense, yo. And, and, and that's actually good that, that we're kind of going to this direction. Cause that's something I wanted to talk about with you too. Cause um, just like you said earlier too, you know, whenever you did, what show was it that you were like super lean? Which one was it? Was it a bikini show North or Americans? It was, it was my last wellness show. Yeah. Okay. North okay, Americans okay. in Pittsburgh. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, so you go through that whole process, right? And you look amazing. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time too, cause it's, it's important for people to understand what you're idolizing and right. what you want. Right. So if you have some other, what's real like, realistic and what's right. not, yeah. Females <laughs> looking at you and they're like, Oh my gosh, she looks amazing. So lean. Like that's what exactly what I want. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, in reality it's like, well, she's competing for something that it, it right. needs. It demands very low body fat percentage. It demands nice striations, this and that. And to get down to that, level to where you can see those things, you know, your body fat is low, you know, and you're yeah. doing so much to achieve that specific physique. And that's not going to be realistic for someone that wants that, but they are not competing. They're just someone who wants to yeah. go train five days a week, four days a week, and wants to eat a little bit of this and that, but still have time for the friends on the weekend. Like you need to, you know, see what it is that you want, see how your right. body reacts to these things. But um, whenever you are obviously achieving and going for that, for that type of physique that you need, right. And just like you said, you know, you go to the show and you do your thing and then it's over and then like now what, right? And I feel like, I feel like, you know, because I've talked to a lot of females who've competed too and coming off the show and going through that process is, um, mm-hmm. is very difficult, you know? So I'd like to hear your experience on it, but obviously you are doing so much against what the health actually desires right. just to look a certain way, which is obviously phenomenal. Um, yeah. And most of the time you're like, you know, you're up there and 
you're probably at one of the most unhealthy positions of your life because your blood yes. is so low and messing with your hormone level, especially for females. Some yeah. people even like lose menstrual cycles and tons of yeah. different things are happening, right? So, and that's just that. That's just exactly. physical stuff. And then you yeah. got like the whole emotional, mental stuff, right? Now, afterwards, yes. now you have like, okay, well, I dropped all this weight and all my body fat is like super low, but now I can eat food because I don't have a, I don't have a right. show next or whatever. Um, and then you start eating food and then this and that, and then you blow it up and the next day, all that shit is gone, right? Exactly. So like going through that process, like even with your first, we'll talk about actually the leanest one that you just did. So the one you yeah. just did coming off of that, kind of like what was going on, like with your entire transition coming off mentally, emotionally, yeah. physically, energized, why spiritual, whatever, like how For was sure. that transition? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to be quite honest. I have never successfully reversed out of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as I've said before, like I've been a chronic binge eater. So mm-hmm. that's something that I've, I've always kind of had to combat. Mm-hmm. Um, this last time I definitely, I did prejudging and we knew I was top two mm-hmm. and they put me in the middle for a split second. So it was like, eh, maybe <laughs> I fucking <laughs> so, got this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know who knows. I, was, yeah. I went into finals and I was like, still pretty amped up. I, like, I kind of can. At the beginning, I was like, I didn't make it. And then mm-hmm. during the day, I was like, no, you know what? Maybe they just moved me so quickly because they just knew that I was going to win. They yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hype yourself up a little bit. So I came off stage having taken second. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm an emotional eater. I'm a binge eater. First thing I did was grab some cupcakes. So, oh, okay. just went <laughs> you know, for that's, it. yeah. And all of these things are a learning experience, you Absolutely. know? So Absolutely. I came off of that and I was very emotional and I wasn't mentally prepared to uh-huh. be honest with you um, yeah. because I had executed so well for, for myself and I felt like I looked like a pro. I felt like I presented like a pro. Right. I was not emotionally ready to not win. Right. So when it came down to it, you know, that was kind of a defining moment, right? It was Mm -hmm. either one of two ways, either you're going to perform like a pro now that you didn't win and Mm -hmm. you're going to not eat the crap and you're going to execute correctly, or you're not quite ready yet. And you're going to go the other way. Yeah. So this to me showed me that I was not 100% ready to be a professional Mm -hmm. and I, I needed this moment. So um, I definitely had had a night where I kind of ate my feelings a little bit, okay. um, got on the plane home and my feedback from the judges, my feedback from other coaches mm-hmm. um, was continue on to nationals in Orlando this year. Okay. Get a- and I really struggled with whether I should continue or not. Mm-hmm. Um, if I really kept my, it was about 10 weeks, I think in between some 10, 12 weeks, something long, a long enough period. Okay to keep dieting. And, um, at that point I kind of had to pull the plug and make the decision and say, you know what, like mentally I kind of had my tests, like I said, where if I had continued to perform the way I wanted to and acted like a pro, I think I would have been able to get that pro card, Mm. but I wasn't quite emotionally ready for it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to shut it down and I'm going to work on my mindset and my mentality because I went off the rails a little bit here. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready and I think that maturity piece is very, very important because Absolutely. when I'm Absolutely. a pro, I want to constantly look and execute like that. But mm-hmm. these mistakes are like what kind of shows you. So mm-hmm. I had probably a month or two where I put on a little bit of weight that I wasn't necessarily wanting to. It wasn't on purpose. Right. I was eating a little bit crazy. I love food, mm-hmm. but yeah, food's good. I, yeah, it is good. It is yeah, good. But 100%. at a certain point, I kind of had to say, all right. 
are we serious about this? So getting back to the whole idea of you can say you want X, Y, or Z, but your actions aren't showing that. Mm-hmm. So I had to take a step back and be like, okay, how are you behaving? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your goals for next year? Because what you're doing right now is affecting whether you're going to hit your goals a year from now. Right, right. This stuff matters. Yes. So I had to have a really honest come to Jesus moment with myself and <laughs> say, okay, I want X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I need to start following a meal plan again. Mm-hmm. I need to get my habits back in line. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the first things we did, my coach and I, was um, really bring my food back up. So when someone is a binge eater, the the cycle and the habit is to go from very, very restrictive mm-hmm. to these large binges back to restrictive. Yep. And it's almost like a punishment cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I ate pizza last night or I ate cake or I ate, I ate this that I shouldn't have eaten. And man, I suck. Yeah. Now I need to not eat for three days or something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. And the, actually the opposite thing to combat that is, okay, I ate pizza or cake or had a cheat meal I wasn't supposed to. Let me go back to having the food I was supposed to have and kind of making sure you're at a surplus. Because, yeah, okay. Yeah, you don't Makes want sense. your body saying we need food on top of the cravings you have. Mm-hmm, you need mm-hmm. your body at least to be satiated and be like, all right, mm-hmm. like we're good. So it's just your mental. Right. Um, so the first thing we did was really increase my food quite a bit. And I was able to get back to consistency on that. Mm. And the idea was kind of like, well, you might gain a little bit of weight because we brought your food up so high so quick. Mm. However, mm. for me, getting the men- the mental in place of, okay, these are the this is the food I'm eating. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what I needed to, was to get mm. back into that mental habit. And then it was, okay, I'm no longer doing this for a physique goal right now. Again, I'm not about to see abs. I'm not about to see glute striations, none of that. Mm what's something else I can get excited about? And that's where the heavy lifting in the gym. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, being able to hip thrust 405. Mm. Never been able to do that before. Pretty cool. Hell Um, yeah. 315. Never been able to do that before. And again, these are all for like 10 to 15 rep ranges. That's Mm. awesome. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is too, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but if I'm eating crap, if I'm eating Mm. like Pop-Tarts or cookies or pizza, my gym performance is also crap. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I can't, absolutely. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So nine times out of 10, lethargic, you know? yeah, you feel lethargic. Everything's like just harder to do. You're bloated. It's right. worse on your joints. Like nothing mm-hmm. feels good. Mm-hmm. So nine times out of 10, like I still kind of get those cravings, you know, I still kind of want some donuts, mm-hmm. but then I think about, all right, but I'm hip thrusting tomorrow. I really want to kill that like record I had last time. Right. So I need to follow my meal plan right now. Yeah. And it all kind of goes back into every single day. I'm thinking about this goal. Like, okay, again, you want to be a pro. Now you got to execute it like it. Like I looked, to my opinion, I looked like a pro, but when push came to shove, when, excuse my language, but when shit got hard, yeah, I kind of failed. Yeah, You know, like I, I had that opportunity to go left or right. Mm-hmm. And I chose the cupcakes and cookies. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, all right. We're, you're in that same spot. You have a new opportunity to make the different decision, the right decision. And again, that decision is different for every single person, right? What is right? What is wrong? Is dependent upon you. Mm-hmm. But for me, I want to make the right decision every single day now. So right. if I'm in that spot again, if I do another show and I get second place again, cool. I almost, of course, I don't want to win, but I'm almost looking forward to that opportunity to make the right decision in that moment. Right, right. You know? Yes. When it is hard, when mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, are you really changed? 
Mm-hmm. Did you really like mature? Right. What are you going to do now? So it's putting yourselves Absolutely. almost in that same situation yeah, and seeing absolutely. what you do now. Yeah. And having people to call you on it, you know? Um, yeah. Like my, like I said, my coach Nelson, he was there and he kind of watched that whole thing go down and his discussion with me after, you know, again, he kind of helped me hold up the mirror mm. and said, all right, like, why did that happen? What are we going to do next time? So it doesn't happen. Mm. It's like, yeah, you know, it's ultimately bodybuilding, especially is very subjective, mm-hmm. right? Yes, like absolutely. all the girls that shows up are always beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you're at this level, everyone's pretty lean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, these are, these are all people we're trying to be professional dieters. Right. So we've all kind of figured <laughs> part out. Right, um, right. And you're being judged. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like this is absolutely. what we're here for. So yep. it's like, you know, no one's better than anybody else. None of that mm-hmm. crap. Like we're all amazing. We all made it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, in my opinion, what differentiates who who we are, mm-hmm. um, and what makes someone really special and makes them a really good pro. Yeah. Um, I see we go going pro almost like getting your high school diploma, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's still it's still a really cool thing. Not everybody gets it, but right. less people go to college. Yeah. So for me, the pro card isn't the end goal. Right. It's a step. It's the high school diploma I need so that yep. I can then get on the pro stage there you go. or go to college, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where ultimately my head's at is I'm like, for me, I'm prepping for my pro debut. I'm not mm-hmm. prepping for a pro card. Whether that pro debut is five years from now or two years from now, um, I've been doing this long enough without success that I've shown that I'll just keep going. <laughs> right. And that's that's the mentality. Like there's no... And that's just in life, you know, with anything, with anything that you're doing, it, it, that's what it's always going to be. You, you know, you want to keep showing up and keep pushing, even if you, I tell people all the time, you know, because obviously this fitness and health, you know, journeys or industry or whatever, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's very difficult. And it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on and a lot of, you know, I'm not going to say lives get, you know, ruined or anything, but there's a lot of emotional things and mindset yes. things that kind of go on that really affect you in your life. You know, if you don't know how to handle them, but these are all experiences you you're going to go through. I'm not saying need to go through, but the more failures you go through, the better off you're going to be when you succeed. So like with you, you know, that whole experience, obviously that's you in that now in that moment. So you weren't even thinking about later. You were thinking about how you were feeling right then and there, but then after you were able to digest it, absorb it, analyze it, see what happened. Now you can react. And your reaction was to go the positive route, to go the more fierceful, more like more driven, um, and I always tell people, you know, you're going to fail multiple times, yo. like o- a lot of times more than you're going to succeed, really, because you need to fail to succeed. And as long as you're failing, that means you're trying. So you've got to keep showing up and keep doing your thing and learn from these things. Now, you know, accepting failure or accepting defeat. And that's a different story. You know, if you truly want this and then you, you know, you fail and you fail and you fail and you feel defeated because it's like, dude, I have no wins. Like I haven't won with anything, yeah. you know, like even with simple as weight loss, I step on the scale. And, you know, you know, you told me not to step on the scale, you know, freaking right. five times a day. So now I'm doing it only once a week. But every time I step on the scale, I'm gaining like a half a pound or I'm right. maintaining at the same weight. Like I look good. Or I feel like I'm losing weight. I'm losing inches. My clothes fit okay. But I keep, you know, I don't see no change on the scale. And that's right. going to, you know, mess with someone's head. Obviously, it's going to mess Absolutely. with their, you know, reactions. And even in life, you know, they could react, you know, bad to their husband or wife or kids. And just because they're angry at themselves. Um, yeah. But these are, you know, and then sooner or later, you're going to come to realize that, you know, body composition is a thing and you're going to learn about different things. And you're going to learn that, dude, I, I've been showing up to my workouts. I've been showing up to do my thing. I've been eating clean for the past six months. 
And like that is a huge progress for me. That's a huge goal. That's, That's a huge thing. milestone. And you should be proud of that. And there's other That's small things that we're focusing so hard on that we put ourselves down with that there's bigger things that are happening that are th- things to be positive with or grateful for, you know, like this thing that you went through, this experience you went through. Yes, it was horrible in the moment and you felt like crap and emotionally, mentally, you're like going through this whole funk and like you're trying to deal with this stuff, you know? And then after you go through it, you've matured, you've gained some sort of, you know, you've gained a, um, just an experience that is going to then take you off to where you can now explain this to other people and you can talk about it and you can, you know, be like, this is what I did. And this is, uh, this is what happened. And this is how I reacted. And now this is where I am today. And by the time you get to that point where you're competing as a pro, then you're going to look back at all these things that happen. And it's like, you know, even at like my second show or third show or fourth show that I didn't succeed and I failed at this and that, you know, like here I am now. And exactly. all, all it took was, you know, h- however many failures, but that's fine. Cause you're not paying attention to the failures. Like those are just the experiences. Now yeah. you succeeded. That's what you're paying attention at. Well, and I think too, what people forget is every time you restart, you have a new starting point. Yeah. You, you know more than you did last time. Like, right. yeah, you failed. You still didn't do, you still didn't get where you wanted to get, but right. you're now starting further along than you were that first time. Right. So, you know, it's, it's kind of keeping that perspective. And I think that naturally our tendency is to be more negative on ourselves. Absolutely. You know, yeah. like you could have 10 good things going for you and 12 bad things, and you're going to focus in on those two bad things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it is kind of being like realistic with yourself, but also being kind to yourself and, yeah. and loving. And that's why, again, I try to think of like the diet and the cardio and everything that I'm doing for this is like keeping promises to myself and a mm-hmm. self-love thing. Like I deserve these good things. Like I am mm-hmm. worth it versus you know, again, with the binging mentality, it's like, I'm punishing myself. I suck. Mm. I, I have to do this cardio now because I ate this last night and I shouldn't have eaten it. It's like, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> Go mm. the opposite route because mm. also like you want more of that positive energy in your life. You know, mm. like that's also what you want to give other people. So it's kind of like the way you would be kind to your best friend or your brother or your sister, you kind of need to talk to yourself in that same way. Right. Um, and courage. And yeah, still be realistic and, and still be able to sit back and be like, okay, am, am, am I really, is this actually a goal or is it just something I'm saying? Like, what mm. am I doing? But, mm. you know, just being kind at the same time and, and being realistic about it. Um, right. It's very important. And I, again, as long as you just never give up, you know, like yeah. even with lifting, like I've never hit 315 for reps ever. Like I mm. literally did it recently in the last two weeks. Mm. I've been deadlifting for four years. Mm. <laughs> I've never been able to do that. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm so glad that I didn't just stop and say, all right, well, screw it. We're just never going to get over 275. This is where yeah. we're stuck. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I know. Do I hate that shit too? Like being stuck it at is. some plateaus? Yeah, it's the worst. It I is. That it's, thing. it's so hard. And it's like, sometimes if you look at it, it really doesn't make sense. So like, for example yeah you you know you're right you're right it doesn't make sense it doesn't so like for the deadlifts for example i could do 275 for 10 to 12 reps like Mm. for the last two years Mm. so if i could do 275 for that many reps i should be able to do less reps with more weight just could never it was literally just a mental block like i was just scared to lift the weight Uh for whatever reason and this year it's kind of been back to my mentality every time i go into the gym is like okay, you don't have an option to just maintain. Mm. Like, I don't care if you're scared, you got to just do it. So it's almost like just shutting your emotional brain off and just being like, okay, we're just, we're doing it. Just (laughs) Don't let yourself think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like doing cardio in the morning. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you, 
for me, if I sit there and I'm like on my phone, like my alarm's gone off, I'm just like cruising. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> right, 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 right. You just get up and you don't let you, I don't let myself check my phone until I get to my cardio equipment. Mm, mm, yep. <laughs> and because once you're up and like you're out the door, it's like, okay, I didn't give myself time to think about it. Mm. I didn't give myself time to have those comforting thoughts like, oh, you can do it later. Like, I'm mm. not going to do it later. You know? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, matter, yeah. It matters, you know, yeah. things like that. So, yeah. I've kind of had to do that with, with the weights in the gym. Like, all right, is this a goal or is it not a goal? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't yeah. let yourself be scared. Just go for it. So Just I go think, for it, man. I think knowing when to kind of turn those emotions on and off is a good thing. Yeah. That's a powerful um, tool. That's a powerful yeah, tool. Yeah. So when, when logic doesn't work, tap into the emotion and when the right. emotion doesn't work, then turn that off, tap, tap into the logic right. of, okay, no, you can do this. Like you've already done it. You, you've basically done it. Come on. Uh-huh. Just go for it just do it yeah no you know what yeah no i'm definitely excited to ask you this for here but it's um i every time i talk to you know anyone a client or a coach or guest speaker or whoever um you know i like to see what they get or what their perspective is on like just what this is overall because like health and fitness i feel like and i will i've always thought this and I i will always think this um, I feel like it's like the foundation and the base of your entire life because obviously health is just exactly what it is. It's your health. So that's how you, re- that's how you act in life. Like the actions you make in life, the way you perform in life is all based off your health. And that's where you are physically and mentally, you know, cause mm-hmm. it, you know, it's going to affect your drive or it's going to affect, you know, hormones or it's going to affect the way that you feel about yourself and just how you can perform. You know, if you're overweight with like 35% body fat, like you're not going to be able to do the things you want to do with your kids or go hiking with your wife or husband or whatever, you know? Yeah. But whenever you're in this journey, you know, you might have started for a reason whenever you were, you know, uh, 21 in college and stuff, you know, you started for a reason, you know, it's a specific thing. And then you dive into it, you get a taste of the industry, you get a taste of this and that, and then you start seeing other competitors and the vibe and this and that, and you get a coach and a good coach that supports you and things change. People evolve like we always evolve. Um, My perspective on training in the beginning Mm -hmm. was I wanted to stop getting pushed around in sports. I was very athletic as a kid, but I was, I never looked athletic. You look at me like, there's no way, bro. This guy, you know, is athletic (laughs) at all. But then, you know, I would get out there and I would play and I would be athletic, but I was, I was like a weaker one. So I would gotcha. get pushed around a lot. I was, you know, the one that just constantly just gets moved over these bigger dudes. And I hated that. Dude. I felt like I felt like so not masculine. Right. And I was also super shy, um, you know, low self-esteem. I was just like not confident at all in anything. So so that's why I started training in the beginning, in the very first place. And then mm-hmm. then my life took a huge curve when I was 18. And then it began to go into training for mental health or mental sanity, right. like just to be happy and to feel something. So it was like I was always training for feelings and to right. find different pieces of myself. And then training started to evolve into everything, into, you know, just learning more about myself. And I want to find more potential in what I can do. And I want to you know, learn about, learn more about this and how can I, how can I master this and then teach 20 people how to do it and then, you know, right. and help them get improved and all the other stuff. So then it, it evolved. So with you and what you've done, you know, all the shows you've competed in this, you've been doing this for six years, right? Cause you're 27 now, you started at 21. Yeah. So six yeah. years you've been hustling and grinding in the very beginning, it started at, as something and now it, it hasn't ended, but now you are still continuing to push, but your perspective has changed. I know your mindset right. has absolutely changed. So what are like some, what are some big things that you have gathered 
from this six-year journey? Like, what are some improvements yeah. and things that, and maybe even in life too, like things yeah. that you've learned from it that you can now apply to your career or relationships totally. or whatever the case may be? Absolutely. Um, I think when I first started, it was purely aesthetic purposes, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, as I kind of told you, it was like, I found that I was just jealous of these good looking chicks. So I was yeah. like, well, all right, I could just try and become one. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Paying her for having abs. Like, how about I just work on getting some myself? You know, yeah. like, that's like a better solution. I have those too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely like it's evolved over time as far as it's something the thing with training, right, is because right. it is something you do by yourself, even if you have a training partner, like mm. they're not under the bar squatting with you. They're not right. that deadlifting with you. Like this is that's your totally, weight, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like this is literally all you. Mm. And so for me, it's been the first thing in my life. Like either you got it or you didn't like this isn't on anybody else. It's not like you had a group project and oh, well, my team member <laughs> sucks. That's why we got it. That's why we didn't pass. Like, right. Way to okay, compare it. That's good. There's always excuses handy for why you're not successful in these areas of your life. And people are always ready to also give you those excuses. You know, like your friends love you. If you do, you maybe have a bad relationship. They're like, oh no, it's not you. It's, it's him. It's totally him. Like Mm. he's crazy. It's not you, you know? Right. So people are always ready to kind of, you know, give excuses because they love you and they don't want you to be bad. But sometimes you got to just kind of be like, no, I sucked. No. Okay. I Mm -hmm. act a little crazy there. Like that's on Mm -hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So with mm-hmm. lifting, it kind of did turn into like, well, you're sitting here at this weight because you're just not pushing it hard. You're not eating consistently. You're not training consistently. You know, like this is on you. This is nobody mm-hmm. else's fault. So my success or failure was 100% on me. And this is the first time where I really saw results from it, um, where I really saw, okay, if I just hammer at this and I do what I'm supposed to do and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that, like I can actually succeed. I can actually lose weight. I can actually lift heavier weight. I can actually do X, Y, and Z. And I'm not sure at any other point in my life up to this that I ever really understood what giving full effort and full focus meant. Oh, you know, um, we all like to think that like, I'm actually, I am trying, I am. It's like, okay, but your test is tomorrow and you didn't study. Yeah. But like I showed up to class every day. Mm. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You gave 25%. You didn't give up. Um, and it's just kind of realizing what does hundred percent look like for you? Because until you reach it, until you hit giving literally everything you have to something, you don't know what it is. It's like Dude. the first time I ever did a lap pull down. Uh-huh. If you don't have, if you don't have back muscle, it's really hard to engage your lats. Right. You know, right. it's not until after you get a little bit of muscle that you start to feel it. And you're like, Oh, that's what that feels like. All uh-huh. right. Okay. Now I'm not using traps. I'm actually using my lats. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Um, right. It's the same thing for effort with bodybuilding. I clearly wasn't giving hundred percent effort because I was never really a hundred percent following the meal plan, mm. you know? Mm. Um, then something shifted and I did try to start giving my all and, and I saw the result almost immediately, to be honest with you. you took, me, took me four years to get to that immediate results moment, right? That's fine. It took, it took four fine. years to figure out, oh, I've never given 100%. I've never right. given my full effort. I've never oh. given my full focus. Dude. And going back to Nelson, my coach, he's someone that has said from day one, you can be successful. You're just not giving it everything you got. And I was always <gasps> like. Imagine hearing that shit whenever you're like, bro, I'm giving it 100%. 
that's exactly where I was. I was like, whatever, like I almost dismissed it. Right. Cause that is, that is, if you're not mentally ready to hear that, you're not going to hear it. (laughs) It discourages you too. If if you're not ready to really absorb it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's someone that he's just been like, I'm here. I'm ready when you're ready, Mm. but you're not, you're not going for it yet. When you're ready to go for it. Like I got you. That's crazy. Um, so That's too crazy. It, yeah, it's it's having that person or, you know, being able to have that conversation with yourself. Like you're not mm-hmm. going hard enough. Like you're literally doing all the things and nothing's changing. Right. Are you doing all the things? Or, you know, like yeah. there's always something more you can give. So until you give a hundred percent, you don't really know what that looks like or feels like. So now right. that I've done that, like I now feel like I am giving 100% to my off season in a way I never have before. Mm-hmm. And it's evidenced by the fact that I'm literally increasing my weights every single week. Like that's mm-hmm. never happened. Right. Um, I know what it looks like going into another prep because I did this last prep perfectly. Mm. I'm going to know what that looks like if I'm not doing it perfectly. Yeah. You know? There um, you go. Where up to this point, if you'd ask me, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do everything I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just... My hamstring, I'm just not, my genetics, I just don't have abs. <laughs> right, right. It's like, nah, all right, girl, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone no one's watching. <laughs> but I, the long story short of that, to go back to the original point, was um, the, the gym was the first time I, I gave my all to something, and I have been able to transfer that into, you know, my new job. Mm. And I am able to transfer that now into my relationships as well. Yeah. Um. I have a lot of very good friends that I work with that are just ballers at work. Like mm-hmm. they, they will work 12 to 14 hours. They're like killing it with their bonuses or killing it with, with everything. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, when it comes to the gym, they can't turn it on there. Right. You know, they're still right. drinking every weekend and hating mm-hmm. how they look. They're going mm-hmm. to the gym maybe once a week and hating it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you have this in you. I've seen you use this at work. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back into when something's actually a priority for you, mm-hmm. when you actually really want something, when you're actually passionate about it, you see that and you mm-hmm. feel that. Mm-hmm. Like we all have it inside of us in some way. It's just recognizing where am I really fired up? And how can I transfer that into the other areas of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, like how can I make the way I am about my work or the way I am about my relationship or the way I am in the gym? How mm. can I apply that to these other areas? I want to be successful. Right. Or again, maybe I just need to stop doing that because it's not actually a priority. Mm. So it's a lot of just looking at a mirror mm. and really having those conversations with yourself. And they're not pleasant. No, you know, I think especially for physique competitors, we always want to be lean which as we discussed is not healthy or realistic. Mm. You know, we always want to have abs. We always want to have X, Y, or Z, but is that going to actually help you for your goals? Mm. You know? Mm. So having those tough moments being like, okay, I'm not actually doing the things that I should do if I want to be a pro. So like Mm -hmm. you see girls in particular have a habit of just show hopping, right? Right, 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 right. One show after another, after another, after another. And it's Mm. like, all right, but it's a muscle division. You don't have mm-hmm. enough muscle. And when you get the same feedback every show, you don't have muscle, you don't have muscle, you don't have muscle. Like <laughs> then you need to get uncomfortable yeah. and say, I'm going to put on a little bit of body fat and actually take the time for this muscle. Mm-hmm. Or you say, I'd rather just be lean all the time and I'm not going to compete anymore because I'm not getting rewarded for it. Right, 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 so, right. Yeah, it's just kind of understanding where you're at and how to tap into it and what that means. Yeah. Just what you want your life to look like. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you've ever heard this quote, 
but it's something along the lines of what screws us up most in life is the picture in our head of what it should be. Dude, see, sometimes we get hit with quotes and I'm like, bro, I need to read that shit like 10 times because that <laughs> it makes sense, dude. But I know that, you know how like there's like pictures that says there's like four deers or whatever. And it's like, can yeah. you see the fifth deer? And it's like that you need to open up that it's like part of your grass. You're like I see it's there. I get yeah, it. Like that makes no sense, bro. But it makes <laughs> absolute sense. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I, I guess a very easy comparison is we all think like, okay, like you go from college or you go from high school, you go to college, mm-hmm. you graduate, mm-hmm. you meet your husband and your wife, right. you get a Giffen's house and you have kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not something that's your calling. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want to have kids. Maybe you don't want to have a house. Maybe you want to travel the world. That's okay. Does that mean you're a failure? You know, if you're that person who's had it in your head, no, I have to do life X, Y, and Z way or else I'm a failure. Uh, like now you're not actually happy. So yeah. that's what I mean when I say that picture in our, our head of what it's supposed to be. Right. And screw up what really makes us happy. Right, right, right. Um, right. And that's with bodybuilding too. So it's like mm. you see all these lean pictures of people, right? Like a lot of people aren't posting how they look when they're in double digit body fat. Right. Most people are posting like the singles. Yeah, the angles, or this is how I looked on show day, or uh, you know, flashback Friday to peak week, and whatever. And we, mm. I do it as well. You motivate yourself, but it is to your point, being kind of straightforward with with people that are looking at you to be like, okay, like I looked like that for one hour on one day. Mm. <laughs> I took all the pictures and videos because I knew I wasn't going to look like that again. Exactly. <laughs> and this is how I look in real life. And yeah. again, I want to be able to live this big this big weight if I was still like that yeah right like, no I was, way I'm, I'm about 35 pounds heavier now than right. i was when I stepped on stage yeah and that's just a part of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you, and you gotta learn to be okay with that right that's you know absolutely and the, the cool thing about hearing your story and one thing i i, I still love about you and and you're just your whole you know you've obviously we all matured through experiences right it's the only way that you do mature is through those experiences so you know, you've gone through these experiences with yourself, you know, with, with what you're doing, like with you and how you look and how you view yourself. And that is everything around us is all materialistic, right? All these things happen. You work, you get money, you use that money to buy things. And it's like that simple. Um, And you can, you know, you, you lose your car or something happens to your car. You just buy a new one. You know, these things happen, you know, and that's fine. These things are easy, easy to replace. You Mm -hmm. are not replaceable to yourself, you know, like, you need to always have those conversations. You having to always have that conversation with yourself. That is going to be the conversation where it's like, I don't want to hear this. And especially from myself, I don't want to hear this at all, but you know, this needs to happen. So you having those experiences and you having those conversations with yourself, you know, has made you to who you are today. And now you can see whenever, you know, someone's talking to you when I'm talking to you or whatever, like you have a better perspective on these things. And, you know, it takes a little bit of, time for you to see a picture or see something that was that that's how it is you know sometimes we we see things and it's like we have this perspective of it that is not even close to what it is but then you know you go through the experiences to to kind of achieve this picture which is might be your goal or whatever and if that goal is like you know 50 pounds down 20 pounds down you know gain more muscle whatever um you know that the whole process of getting there there's so much more there's so many learning curves and especially whenever you take them in and you use them and then you create stronger characters and characteristics of yourself and traits and personalities and you you know build yourself from who you were to who you are now um that is that i think that's so powerful you know it's incredible so 
that's what I want to ask you next is like when, whenever someone right now listening right now, right? Mm-hmm. If, if they have been failing over and over again, and it's just like, you know, it's overwhelming at this yeah. point and it's just like exhausting. And it's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, I have, I do have a great support system. I do have a coach that does tell me, you know, what I need to hear. I do have, you know, a husband and wife that, you know, does push me and they say this and that, you know, um, but I just keep failing at what I want to do. I feel like I'm failing myself. I'm feeling like I'm failing my people. And like, I just don't know what to do. What kind of words of encouragement or motivation or inspiration would you give to someone in that moment right now? Yeah, man, that's a good question. Cause I feel like I was there for the last four years. So <laughs> see, and that, and that's why you know, you, you've had those experiences. You've been there for so long. Yeah. You know? So you've, you've learned, you've learned a lot from that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, this was something that COVID did for a lot of people. I mean, you hear people talk about this all the time as far as yeah. like everything, the world stopped, right? Yeah. Like you could no longer distract yourself from what was going on in your mind. Mm. Especially for me at the time, you know, I was a single chick living alone in a mm. brand new city. I just moved to Dallas. I didn't know mm. anybody and everything shut down literally a month after I moved here. So oh, wow. I was sitting alone in my apartment. I didn't even have any pets, nothing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that was kind of when this, for me, like mental transformation started to happen is like, I had to sit with my thoughts. I could no longer distract myself. Um, I sat down and like did a lot of journaling. Um, So, okay, why do I feel like I'm a failure? And then kind of wrote out, okay, well, I feel like I'm a failure because I'm not eating my meal plan. I feel like a failure because I'm not working out and the gyms are closed, but I could be going running outside. I could be doing this or I could be doing that. It's like, okay, so as far as eating stuff, feel like a failure because you're not eating on your meal plan. Why are you not eating on your meal plan? Well, because I feel like eating pizza. Why do you feel like it, like why do you feel like eating pizza? Because you started the morning like happy to follow a diet and now you're not. Mm-hmm. For me, my my biggest trigger was being lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, okay, well, you're you're turning to food as comfort because you're lonely. Okay. But realistically, how can you change that? Well, I could call my friends in a different state. I could call my parents. You know, your family's always happy to hear from you. Right. Um, you know, you know that sounds so lame. Like, no, oh, it's not. Parents, but, you know, your grandparents, your parents, they're hopefully happy to hear from you. Um, right, right. It's reading, like I said, you know, looking to these authors and these books and being like, sometimes if you get really into a book, it feels like you're having a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it feels mm-hmm. like those are your friends. And that, again, that sounds lame, but that for me was like, okay, why am I, why am I failing being Mm. honest? First of all, that I am failing Mm. because, you know, in my head, it was like, well, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm not failing. Mm. I'm not overweight. Like this is fine. I'm not failing. It's like, no, 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 okay. You're failing Uh versus where you wanted to be and what you're doing right now. You're failing. Uh Why are you failing? And it's never really a simple answer. Like you just really need to dig down into why you're not executing the way you want to be. Right. And it ultimately, it is all on you. You know, someone might say, well, I'm failing because I have kids or a little brother, or a little sister, and they have mm-hmm. shit food all over the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you don't need to eat that food. Yeah. Why, why do you eat that food then? Like, right. okay. So I'm failing because there's, there's crappy food in the house. Why am I eating that crappy food though? Uh, well, cause I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guess what? Tell your coach that you need to increase your calories. Yeah. 
There you Probably go. You're not satiated with the food that you have. Right. Or, I'm eating it because I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plan some activities for yourself. Mm-hmm. For me, weekends are a danger zone. During yeah. the week, I'm working. I'm busy. I have to get up at 6 a.m. and do cardio or it doesn't happen. I yeah. have to lift at 6 p.m. or it doesn't happen. Like, yeah. I, I don't have that time. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, eh, I can, like lift later like, I do right now. Uh-huh, yeah uh-huh. but if i'm like okay no i have i'm meeting a friend at 10 a.m to do this and yeah. i'm meeting someone else at 7 p.m to do this like gotta do it now right um creating a regimented schedule if, if that's where you're failing right mm-hmm. so it's first of all acknowledging that you're failing mm-hmm. and then not just taking the surface level look at it like mm-hmm. really digging down deep and then getting an action plan outside of that mm-hmm. you know so for me the moments when I have cravings or I want to eat badly, I go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I go for a walk or I sit down and I journal again. And I say to myself, okay, like, why do you, why do you want to eat a donut right now? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I haven't really I want a donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, it, it goes deeper than that. Or it does. Absolutely. Always does. Yeah. And again, that was something Nelson and I had to really combat was, okay, I was, continuing to fail at following this reverse diet meal plan from my last show. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we didn't have, we were slowly reintroducing fats and carbs. I needed it faster. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough fats. I wasn't feeling satiated. That's why my cravings were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't seeing the performance in the gym because my calories weren't high enough. So I needed right. more carbs to fuel it. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we were like, okay, you're cheating your diet because you have cravings and because you're not seeing the, the results you need in the gym. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's fix that. Here's some fats. Here's some carbs. Now I'm able to follow the meal plan again. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not just acknowledging that you're failing. It's being like, okay, but I'm not going to stay here. What's an action I can take? And sometimes it's not easy to figure out what that action is. Right. And hopefully that's when you have people in your life that you can be like, hey, this is what I've come up with. What's your take on it? Because sometimes you just need an outside perspective. Yeah. It might yeah, be yeah. super difficult to you because you're in it. Uh-huh. But maybe your husband or your wife or your coach or whoever can look at that and be like, oh, honey, like that's a really easy fix. Yeah, Just yeah. just do this instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, You're like, oh, right. shit. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, well, you're trying. Even yeah. if it doesn't work, you found a new way where it doesn't work and you can try something else. Like it's still progress. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so it, as long as you're progressing, you know, somewhere. Exactly. And you're yeah. never as bad as your first time at mm-hmm. anything, right? right. Like, so that's, that's always been my thing too. Like with the gym and with eating is I failed in every single possible way. I've embarrassed myself in every possible way. Mm-hmm. Like it can, can only get better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It can only get better. As long as you keep putting the effort in, you know, that's a, uh, that, that whole explanation was amazing. I, I loved everything you talked about. You really did well with like dissecting what you're, if you're failing at something here, you know, why? Okay. Why? Okay. Why? Like you got to be that own, your own little five-year-old kid where they keep saying, why, well, why, well, why, you know, you got to be like that to yourself until you find that root cause, you know, and that's, that's how it is, you know, and and that's so awesome. That's so awesome. I loved it. Um, right now, if there's someone out there that wants to, you know, get to know you more, maybe ask you some questions or simply just tag you on their story because, you know, they heard this badass episode. They're like, yo, that was freaking sick. Where's the best place for people to find you? Um, on my Instagram for sure. Uh, my IG is Nicole the Soul. <laughs> dude, that's so cool. I remember seeing it the first time and I was like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, actually something a college friend said as a joke when mm-hmm. I first started competing. They're like, you should be Nicole the Soul. I was like, yeah. All right, we're it's done. Nicole Fitness, like, let's go. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, everybody out there right now, if you're tuning in and you're listening, uh, I really appreciate everyone who ever tuned in. I, I love y'all so much. If you want to help us grow the family here on the Trend Live Trump podcast, you know, simply sharing this to your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, dad, cousin, uncle, someone, the more people get to listen into these episodes, the more live acknowledging together. But you just tuned in to another, another amazing episode here. I'm your host, Coach Matt, amazing guest speaker, Nicole Stewart. And as usual, y'all, get out there, train hard, and live strong. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.